So our special guest today is Dan B. Fierce. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan, and how you got started in the horror genre? Uh, my name's Dan B. Fierce. Of course, that's a pen name. Uh, I'm 53 years old. I live in Kansas City, Missouri, in the United States. And uh, I got started in the horror genre when I was a kid, reading people like Stephen King and Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Uh, that's also where I fell in love with the short story, which is what I tend to write. Um, and I'm also a kid of the 80s, so I grew up during all the slasher flicks and fun stuff like that, so... I I just I just gravitated towards horror. Which was your favorite slasher flick? Uh, if I had to choose from some of the classics, it'd have to be Nightmare on Elm Street. Because at least Freddy talked and was a cut up on some of his victims. Yeah, which do you prefer, the older version or the new one? Definitely the older one, Robert England. Own that, own that uh, role. I can't even remember who played in the new one. I can't either. No, no, definitely Robert England was the better one, wasn't he? He he actually was the part. Yeah. Okay, so what was the first horror story that you ever wrote? First one I ever wrote? Uh... Well, the first one I ever wrote was back in high school, and it wasn't even for me. It was for a classmate. He was falling behind in English and kind of wanted me to ghostwrite something for him. And it was called Jinx Spell. Yeah. It was about a cursed town that everyone that's in the city limits at midnight on Halloween will die. Yeah. And did that ever get published, or was it just for a friend? No, uh, it was it was just for a friend. I've been considering uh, been considering redoing it, but I'm worried about it maybe getting back to our old English teachers and causing problems. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so walk us through the process of you just developing a story. So, where do you normally get your ideas from? A lot of my ideas come spur of the moment. Um, I'll be watching or listening something, listening to something, and uh, I'll just the the classic two two word question of what if will pop into my head. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, I'm also influenced by by music quite a bit. So I'll be listening to the lyrics on a, on a song or something, and that'll spur on a story. So what gave you the idea to write Father Figure and other twisted tales of survival? Um, Father Figure started off, well, most of the stories in that, in that collection started off as a self-made uh, prompt and challenge where I would take the first two sentences and write 
write a different story using the same two sentences for seven days. And uh, I kept a lot of the stories, but not all of them made the cut into father figure. And I definitely cut out the first two sentences so that readers wouldn't get bored with reading the same thing over and over again or wonder what was going on. So particularly like the first story that you wrote, the letter, I thought that was very relatable. I thought it was a very beautiful letter that you wrote. Um, Obviously, what gave you the idea to write that? The letter is actually based off of an actual letter that I wrote for my dad and read on his gravesite. Uh, I believe I did it for Father's Day a couple years ago. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, most of the stories in Father Figure... Well, not most of them. The first first one and the last one, at least, are based off of experiences in my own life that uh, that I wanted to put into a book. Yeah. I say the the letter that you wrote was beautiful. I think I've already said that, but it it was, I could relate to that because I've lost my own father. um, So I could relate to some of that letter. So it it was, it did resonate a lot. I appreciate that. And I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. So how do you go about creating a character for for your stories? Um. Most of the time, I just write. I'm a, I'm a pantser, is what they're called. I write by the seat of my pants, and I just let the story dictate to where where I where it's going to go. Um, sometimes I will take personality traits off of people that I know, uh, not necessarily people that I hate, but people that I know. Yeah, and, and mishmash them all together and make a a single character that way. So, how do you create uh, your antagonists? My my antagonists, uh, I guess it differs from story to story. It just depends on who or what the antagonist is. Like in my in my upcoming collection of Cabin 187, the antagonist is the actual cabin. But in in uh, well, like in uh, one of the stories in Father Figure, the antagonist is Rosebush. Yeah, and, you know, just it really depends on the on the care on the on the story uh, a lot of times i i don't do i i try and keep my antagonists either really really hateable or they aren't human at all do you ever base them off anybody 
that you know or that you've dealt with in your life? Yeah, yeah. I I have to admit that I have. <laughs> uh, of course, I crank it up to eleven when I when I do something like that, so that I don't, so that the person I'm basing them off of is more fictional in the story than than in real life. Yeah. So what's the hardest thing about writing a horror book? Uh, honestly, I th- sometimes it's motivation. Uh, for me, I'm a horrible procrastinator. That doesn't really help. Yeah. But for me, I have to be in the mood to write. I can't just sit at a keyboard and and blather on or pick up where I left off even on a story. I have to be connected to the story that I'm writing. Yeah. So you say you have to be connected to the story. How do you do that? Um, you know, I just... If I can find my jumping off point for certain stories, usually I just let it flow out of me and and hope that I have enough time to either get it down or get it to a good stopping point to where I can pick it up the next day or in a couple of days and not lose my place. You normally do that when you pants in. Or do, yes. you, do you plot things down a little bit? Uh, I'm I'm horrible at plotting. I've tried. I even tried outlining a novel. Because uh, that's that's how I got started writing was in NaNoWriMo yeah. a few years back. And I outlined a novel that I had an idea for and by the time November was done my novel did not resemble that outline at all so it to me it's a waste of effort to try and plot something when that's not how I operate yeah it's amazing how authors do it in different ways, you've got some that are plotters and completely plotters. You've got others that are pantsers through and through, and you've got others that are sort of like do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. I've got one gal in my in my critique group. She's very organized. She knows exactly what each scene is going to do and how it's going to push the plot forward. And I'm over here going, dirt, 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 let's go here. <laughs> so have you encountered a place in real life that you thought would be a fantastic idea for a horror story and actually went with it? Um, well, not, not really until recently. Uh, my partner and I took a trip down to... Eureka Springs, Arkansas, for their zombie crawl. And 
it got it was too rainy and wet for us. We're wusses. So we didn't we didn't do the zombie crawl, but we did do a lot of sightseeing around there. And that town really gets into their Halloween. It's almost like Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. But the the uh, architecture and the layout of the city was amazing. And it's really, it's really kind of crept into my head. I may have to do something with that city. Oh, so do you have or do you feel any remorse for the fear or discomfort that you put your readers through? No. <laughs> and, and I and I say that with a caveat because <laughs> you know if if one of them were to write me and say you traumatized me for life, I'd go, you knew what you were getting into. I'm sorry, but you were reading horror. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> so have you had any sort of like self re- self-reflection when you've been writing? Yes. Uh, Father figure was big on that. I put a lot of emotion into that book. Um, I still don't feel like it's necessarily hardcore horror it's more psychological but um you know there was there was there were times that i was openly sobbing when i was writing and it's not the first time i've done that but that that book took a lot out of me would you do it differently if you had to do it all over again? Honestly, I think the only thing I would do differently would be maybe to add more stories to make it thicker. Um, it's I was kind of disappointed with how narrow of a book it is, how thin of a book it is, and I was really hoping to get something a little bit more lengthy out there into the world, but yeah. it's something with my name on it. So I suppose the other stories you could make a number two. Yeah. I did. I did come up with some ideas for a, for a possible, a, what is it called? Sequel to it. Yeah. It would be good to see. I appreciate that. So have you had any memorable pieces of feedback from your readers? Uh, yeah, I get quite a few quite a few good uh, things said on Amazon about uh, Roadkill King. I haven't had a whole lot of reviews for for Father Figure yet. Um, one of my coworkers he bought the book and he uh he comes up and kind of discusses what he liked and what he didn't like and what he thought about things and i can appreciate his standpoints on things yeah so it it makes me feel good when when people you know just talk to me and say i like this i didn't like this i wish this was longer shorter 
more developed, whatever. Yeah. I think sometimes when you do a short story, I think that's the problem with short stories, isn't it? That the readers think that they that it could have been expanded a little bit more, so they wanted more. Yeah. And that's both a good and a bad thing. It's good because you always want to leave them wanting more. But it's it's bad because you're leaving them wanting more. So how do you think the horror genre has evolved over the years? Um, I think it's I think it's gotten a lot broader and it's definitely gotten more extreme. Um I've tried writing some some extreme stuff, and while it's fun, it's just not my style. Um, but there's a lot of great authors out there, a lot of great indie authors that do really well at it, like uh, Justin Boot or Aaron Beauregard. Um, John Athan. But there are others that that's not their style either, like uh, Jeff Strand and and uh, I'm trying to think of a few of them. Now, there's there's a ton ton of great indie authors out there right now, and it and the field just keeps growing. Mm. And it seems like it's expanding a lot, isn't it? Especially with the subgenres that are coming in place as well. Yeah, yeah. There's even there's even a horror erotica magazine, and I, I've been tempted to submit something to them, but I just don't know if I can bring myself to write it because it's horror and erotica, and it's got to be both. And I just don't know if I've got that in me. I'm too much of a prude. <laughs> well, you don't know if you don't try. True. And is that to Cult Erotica magazine? Yep. Yeah, that's the one. I had them on the other day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listened to your interview with them. It's pretty good. I think they put out a submission call today, didn't they? Or was it yesterday? Uh, I don't know. I think it was either today or yesterday for their Christmas edition. Yeah, I remember them mentioning it on your show. So have you got any exciting projects that you're currently working on that you can share with us? Um, I do. As I'm, I'm working on my own collection, which is going to be a much bigger collection called Cabin 187. Pardon me. Sorry about that. That's okay. And uh, most of the stories take place inside the cabin, and this cabin goes through essentially space and time to collect souls so that it can release hell onto the earth. Um. I do have a novel that I'm working on that I've that's the novel that I mentioned earlier called Killer Punchlines. That's the one that I started off my first NaNoWriMo with. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know when I'm going to get it finished, but I'm, I'm determined to try and get both Cabin 187 and Killer Punchlines out by the end of next year. It might be a lofty goal, but I'm going to try it. Are you doing NaNoWriMo uh, this year? What's that? Are you doing NaNoWriMo this year? I was going to, but then I got railroaded by my job into working overtime the first, what is it, the first seven days of this month. We've been working 10-hour days plus one day of our weekend, and it's I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that and do NaNoWriMo at the same time. It just takes too much out of me. It's a shame. You could have put your um, new novel and cabin. Is it 851, was it? 187. 187, I do apologise. Uh, you could have put them both on there and had a go with them, couldn't you? Yeah, I'm still going to try and get something done with cabin 187 by the end of this year. I got to get the main story that connects them all together uh, drafted. And then then at least I'll be in the editing uh, process after that. Fantastic. So what advice would you give to aspiring writers who want to break out into the horror genre? Um, if you're going to break out into the horror genre, definitely do a lot of reading. Um, and read wide. Don't just read extreme or read um, circus theme stuff or whatever. Um, if you're going to read read wide, I suggest anthologies. Those are really good because those are short stories and you have a good mix of different authors. Um, and when you, and you, when you write, don't get discouraged, write Every day, even if it's just a journal entry, it's still words on paper. You can't edit a blank page. I don't know who said that, but you can't edit a blank page. And that's, that's the absolute best advice there is out there. Yeah, that's very true. So where can we find your books, Dan? Um, you can find my books on uh, on my WordPress site, www.fiercephantoms.com. That's F-A-N-T-O-M-S. Or... Uh, I believe I provided you a link tree link, which will probably be somewhere in the comments section. If not, I can provide it for the comments once the video comes up. Yeah, it'll be in the description. Um, That's fantastic. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Um, no, just if you... If you like short stories, uh, I like to think that I'm a pretty versatile writer and would love it if you bought some of my books. Uh, I'm in a lot of anthologies, uh, particularly We're Here, which is an LGBTQ anthology 
full of LGBTQ authors and stories. Um, horoscopes. I'm in the first one. I never, I never made it into the other two that exist or the one that's getting ready to exist. But those are really good mixes, and those are put together by H. Everend, and she does. She's done a wonderful job of compiling those. I'm also in one from Alicia McAdoo called Cursed Items. And as well as one from Psychotoxin Press who put out uh, one called Crazy from the Heat this summer. And they're also the ones who published Father Figure for me. So I got to I got to give them a good shout out. Thank you, Chris. Bless. That's lovely. Um, your book can be found on Psychotoxin's website as well, can't it? Yes. In fact, if you uh, want to skip the Amazon middleman altogether, you can buy directly from them. And and uh, Psychotoxin Press and I both get a much more generous cut of the cut of the money. <laughs> Cutting out Amazon, yeah, you would. <laughs> Well, okay. I don't want to, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just business, as they say. It is. That's right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Dan. So thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you inviting me. This has been fun. You're welcome. <laughs>